<laughs> Sorry, I forgot myself for a second. Ladies and gentlemen, it's another installment of Indiana Jones and the Bad Batch. For this is a Fred the Only Productions podcast. Whoop, whoop. Woo. Woo. With a sprinkle of goonies. With a sprinkle of goonies. <laughs> That's for sure. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, no. Oh, no. Dark. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Loud noises! Yes. Hello, everyone. I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Fulia Kaltermajo. And I'm auditioning for the role of Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> this is my audition. Oh, oh, oh Rick. Oh, oh, geez, Rick. Oh, oh, oh. And now Rick. Um, Morty, Morty, we have you, you have to come back with me back back to the future, Morty, Morty. Your 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 daughter marries a black man. Okay. Yeah, he's from Family Guy as well. I'm Michael Lister. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done, sir. Uh, yes, you are now most definitely experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing yes. it through the medium of uh, three windows, three if you're on the live stream, mm. and watching it uh, later on. But yeah. it doesn't really mean anything if you're listening to it on the podcast. So, No, <laughs> unfortunately not. There are no eyes in your ears. Um, cool. <laughs> We're back. We're back for another week of just... Aiming to misbehave as we we, yeah. we definitely like to do on this show, but it's been a big week for a lot of us. Um, uh, so I don't know how many many things that were watched because <laughs> I didn't watch a lot of stuff at all. But Fulia, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you happen to to spend any time in front of a TV during the last uh, week? Okay, well, majority of the week. I'm going to say I have been stage managing a little show called Transcendence, uh, which has come to a close, sadly. And I, mm, oh. it's really sad. I know. I it's know. So it went so quick. So quick. <laughs> um, and so I've been watching that while I've been working on it. And that's been an amazing experience. And just what a journey. Brilliant. Hmm. Love it. Wayne, your Stellini verse is growing. I know. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Mm. So happy about it. I love it too. So good. Um, but uh, other than watching a stage show, I did get a chance to at least watch one thing this week. Uh, and um, funnily enough, it's uh, p- part of a specific little nerdy news segment that we're going to be talking about later. Uh, it is an Oscar-nominated um animated feature mm. uh, that I hadn't seen and it's called The Sea Beast. Ah, oh. I wondered yes. if it was that one. Okay. Yes. Nice. Uh, so I got so I decided to watch that on a night where I was actually free and ha- was like, all right, I need to watch something because I need to talk about something. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought this would be the perfect time to do that. Uh, and I watched The Sea Beast, uh, and it's on Netflix. It's um, it's actually not too bad. It's actually really cool. Uh, and I really, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, like it wasn't the best thing to be honest, uh, but it was still uh good fun. And um, yeah. So essentially, The Sea Beast, uh, as IMDb describes it, is when a young girl stows away on the ship of a legendary sea monster hunter. Uh, they launch an epic journey into uncharted waters and make history to boot. So essentially, it's a monster hunting pirate movie. Ah. Um, where they where they go out and they hunt monsters, um, but this little orphan just didn't want to stay in the orphanage and sort of escaped and stowed away in a barrel on the ship. And... Um, Made uh, made friends with a Jacob Holland, voiced by Carl Urban, oh. uh, which was really cool. Mm. And uh, yeah, and the little girl's name is Maisie, and she was played by Zara's Angel Harter. I'm assuming that's an up-and-coming little actress. Um, and then we also had a few different um, star uh, cast as well. So Jared Harris played uh, Captain Crow. Uh, we also had uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste playing Sarah. Uh, and we I feel like there was another familiar face in here. Just give me a second. Um, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yes. Jim Carter played a king in this movie, which was mm-hmm. really cool. And then we also got a little bit of my man, Dan Stevens. <laughs> nice. Who played Admiral Hornigold. Um, and yeah, his voice, very subtle. You can hear Dan Stevens coming through, but he does put on a character in this particular, like a different character voice in mm. this particular movie. And it's very interesting to say the least. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was, um, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a kind of like a bit of a, a journey, I suppose, of finding out whether or not these monsters are actually, um, you know, harmful or whatever, or, you know, and it's also about how the war between monsters and humans started and how, you know, how it all came to be and all that sort of stuff. So, um, it's a, it's an interesting movie. Uh, it's about a couple of hours. So a little over an hour and a half, I think it was like hundred and... Uh, no, not even, yeah, less, less, it was about 115 minutes, something like that. Okay. So just, just, un, just under two hours, um, which isn't Ooh. too bad. Okay. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it was good fun. And I am also going to see if I can, uh, go out and watch another, uh, best animated feature film that I haven't seen yet. That is hopefully still going to be in the cinemas. <laughs> Because I still, so out of all of the nominees in that category, uh, I haven't seen two now. So I'm, I've got two left. Mm. One of them I can see in regular major cinemas. The other one I have to go to an indie cinema too. So uh, I think I know <laughs> that exactly one's the two movies you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. 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 Okay. So, Name cool. them. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going <laughs> to, can I guess the main the mainstream cinema one you're talking about is Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. Hey, Last blah. Wish. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Puss in Boots. 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 Puss in Boots
was in Woosh the last week. <laughs> I killed Good Paulie. That was amazing. And then, and then the other one in the in in the, the indie cinema is Marcel, the shell with yes. The shoes on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Shell with shoes on. Yeah, I had to slow down and say that one far out. Maybe, Michelle. Maybe I, maybe I shouldn't have had this coffee. I don't know about you guys. Is it an Irish coffee? It's an Irish, Irish coffee. Irish. Mm-hmm. Irish coffee with shells and shoes on. Yes. Very nice, Fulia. That's exciting. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got to watch this week. So how about you, Michael? What have you been watching this week? Me? Well, I'm sort of in the same boat. I was been rearranging my office, so... I didn't really get time to watch much, but I did watch on Canadian Netflix. Oh? Because I have the means to. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I finished the first season of Legend of Korra. Ooh, yay. Yeah. It went pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very very used to slow burns at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but an episode is pretty quick in the storytelling <laughs> and it's like oh oh well oh okay i would have spent a little a little bit more time on this <laughs> mm-hmm. especially with the love stories and the mm. and, and the three-way triangles and yeah and, <laughs> and it's like yeah it's not for me i'm here i'm here for i'm here for the epic uh animation fights and yeah, it's it's good, it's good. Um, yeah, just need to watch the uh, other three uh, seasons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So no spoilers here because uh, no, I won't spoil don't, anything. Don't want to spoil it. No. But I. But as I said before, when when I was talking about the first two episodes that I watched. Um, uh, very interesting in the world world building where it was, where technology has gone full pelt because it's almost a hundred years since uh, we've last seen our characters. Well, mm-hmm. lack of characters. Uh, we've only seen uh, one so far. Well, in flashback, I'm not including flashbacks. And yeah, it's very interesting. So mm. I haven't really decided if I like it or not, but. I've still got the other three to contend with. So next week I'll be finishing the other other season. One season at a time. Yes. So I don't burn myself out. But also when I'm talking about slow burns, I watched Last of Us as well. Episode 2, of mm. course. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, go. Your thoughts first, Wow. 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 Not to spoil it, but I knew that character was probably not going to last long because she's not on the box art of the game. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But holy shit, what a way to go out. Yeah. Uh, And just building a character for two episodes and going to miss him. Gonna miss them a lot, and mm-hmm. what's next? I can't wait. Yeah. What about you, Kendall? Because I have a sneaky suspicion you probably watched the same thing as I did. I did. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, yeah. Wow, that was that was amazing. Um, 
Yeah, so I, it still hasn't caught up to what I've seen of the gameplay yet. So I oh. knew I knew about that character's death um, in advance, but it is completely different um, in the game. The only thing that is the same is the location and the circumstances surrounding the death, but the means by which they are killed is different. Um, and I actually like it better in the show. <laughs> A lot of people prefer the game... Uh, the game death, um, but I liked I liked the show death a lot better because it was a lot more profound and horrific and uh, just fascinating to me that they would choose to uh, kill a character in that way. Um, mm. I, yeah, I was like, I don't know whether to throw up or cheer. Like this is just insane storytelling. Um, yeah, so it was, yeah, it was incredible to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, again, echoing your sentiments, very sad because I fell in love with that character watching the gameplay and then when I saw them in the show too, I was like, hell yes, nailed it. Um, they've nailed her completely. <laughs> and, yeah, and then you have to watch that happen and I'm like, oh. And she got okay. nailed. She got nailed. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah, she got nailed. Oh, fuck. Anyway, but it was well, it was well. If Joel really cool. wasn't gonna kiss her, <laughs> yes, people need love. You know, people get yeah. lonely. It's a it's an apocalypse when you do. <laughs> All that love. Spoilers for the future of the podcast. Yeah, literally stuck in my head again. Thanks, amazing, love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a great, it was a great second episode, just as good as the first. Like not as long, and I, I should also just shout out, I really loved the the cold open. We flash flash back to before the virus and yeah, and that hot oh. Give that woman an Emmy just on that scene where she's just sitting there realizing what's happening. And that there's nothing they can do about it, and she's just like bomb. <laughs> yeah, there's not bomb. much to. Yeah, there's not much that I can I um I react to because I try doing reacting videos, but I, I, mm. I'm just blank face. But I audibly gasped <laughs> when she said that. I thought, horseshit. Yeah, that was heavy and intense and, then, and realistic. And then too. title sequence, and I thought. Oh, God. <laughs> this is going to be like the most gut-wrenching series of all time. I swear to God. Oh, my God. Anyway. It reminds so, yeah. me of Chernobyl for some reason. Oh, I wonder why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. Mm. Um, just to inform Fulia and those who don't know, the uh, Craig Mazin, who is one of the showrunners and writers, he uh, wrote uh, Chernobyl, um, yes. which was a miniseries that HBO put out just before COVID, I think it was, 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's one of the best miniseries I've ever seen, if not the best. Like, incredible. And when I, so that's why I knew Last of Us was going to be good, because not only did they involve the creator of the, sh of the game in the show, but the fact that they got him from Chernobyl to do this, I'm like, Jeff's kiss. Like, it's a good thing that they actually had the creators of the game involved on this because mm -hmm. past iterations of you know gaming ip that's been turned into a tv show or a film they don't really have that um that collaboration 
Um, and it's probably why it they've failed as well, because it's yeah. because it's not close to what it was supposed to be. So I'm I'm glad that I'm hearing a lot of good things about this show. Um, despite the fact that I'm probably never going to watch it because of how, that's, how much that's horror fair. there is. That's fair. You, I don't think you would enjoy it. But I'm listening back to like the podcast that I regularly listen to. Um, they, they've been doing spoiler reviews of each of the episodes. And as I'm listening to them talk about it, I can... And they're major gamers who have played the games. Mm-hmm. They are gushing about it so much and they're loving it. Uh, and, you know, the things that they've changed a little bit from the game to make it a little bit different in the show as well. Um, they're loving that as well. So oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that from a non-gamers perspective is I'm hearing good things. And then from a gamers perspective, I'm also hearing good things. Yeah, so they have great. ticked all of the boxes. That's when great. both sides connect in between. Yes. Yeah. Synergy. Yeah. And I'm also hearing a lot of people after watching the show actually wanting to go play the game. Yeah, I'm definitely considering it a lot more now yeah. than I was a few weeks ago, that's for sure. Yeah. Same, but I'm going to have to steal uh, one of yours uh, um, PlayStations. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't have a PlayStation. I don't own a PlayStation. We'll work something out. Yeah. <laughs> My birthday's soon. Ooh, it is. <laughs> <How do you? laughs> I because rem- I just remember it's February. Yeah, sometime in February. Yeah, sometime. I don't remember Good. the exact date. Apologies. Good, because I don't put it on Facebook so, so I can see all, <laughs> see all my real friends. <laughs> um, anyway, um, yeah, so if you're not watching The Last of Us, um, for, I what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing with your life? Yeah, literally. <laughs> watch The Last of Us. Because that, yeah. that was the only thing I watched this week, apart from um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, um, I will shout them out because they're awesome. Um, the Oscar, uh, the Oscar expert. Uh, it's him and his brother, and they do reaction videos around award season. Um, they also do movie reviews and all of that stuff as well. But I've been, f- I like this award season has been wild. Following their videos and their reactions and the Oscar nominations. Of course, we're going to talk about them shortly. But they they put up their reaction video and it was just. Mwah. Oh, was so good. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off. They're so funny. It's just, they're like me, but on crack. Like, if you think <laughs> I react intensely to things, it's, yeah. They're, they're, on, they're on another plane of existence. It's just fantastic to watch. A lot so of soy awesome. faces. <laughs> yeah. And uh, weird expressions and, yeah. It, and jumping up and down and all this. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. So the Oscar expert, uh, I highly recommend if you're into reaction videos and award season, like I am, they're going to be worth your time. Um, all right. Well, that's all I watched this week. So apart from what we're going to talk about later. So I think it's now time to get in on this week's nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Yes, I will take it away. Thank you very much. All right, so starting the news this week. We've got a shit thing to talk about. <laughs> 
but resolved pretty quickly. Resolved pretty damn quickly, which is nice. Um, yes, this is why we can't have nice things. Uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, so Justin Roiland, as I'm sure most of you are aware, um, has been fired from uh, pretty much everything creatively that he was involved with uh, over the past week. Um, of course, the biggest of those things is Rick and Morty. Uh, Adult Swim cut ties with him very swiftly. This is obviously following the news uh, a week or so ago of um, charges that have been brought against him uh, in a domestic uh, violence case um, dating back to 2020. Um, So, yeah, so Adult Swim cut ties. He also resigned, Justin uh, resigned himself from, I think, Squanch Games um, and... Hulu gave him the sack as well. So, um, but yeah, he's one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty. He obviously does the voices of Rick and Morty as well as many other characters. Um, he's also involved with, uh, the show's solar opposites, uh, Koala Man most recently. Um, and then, um, Fulia will tell us a bit, a bit more about what's going on over at Squanch Games. Cause I'm not very familiar with that stuff. Uh, but yeah, essentially, Rick and Morty is going to be going forward. Uh, the team are hard at work, according to Adult Swim, uh, on the seventh season, which is coming out hopefully this year. Um, the voices will be recast. So that's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Uh, obviously, it's too soon to see who's going to be playing the, the roles, if they're just going to, you know, get someone who's a pretty good impersonator or an established actor or who knows. We don't know. Just the, the only issue is how how much will the show change without Justin Roiland being so integral to the DNA of that show? Um, what's it going to look like going forward? I mean, Dan Harmon is staying on as now sole creator and showrunner of Rick and Morty. Um, so at least he's holding firm and steady in his uh, position. So uh, he'll carry he'll carry the show on, and you know, and the rest of the cast will be staying. The writers, I don't think I've seen any announcements about anyone else walking away. I mean, they've gotten rid of the bad person now, so maybe this will be a good thing in the long run. And I suppose too, with Rick and Morty's very meta humor, as we've seen over the years, especially in the most recent season, uh, I imagine they're probably going to make light of this in the way that only Rick and Morty can. Um, or they'll just ignore it completely and carry on with whatever they were doing. So, but we'll see what happens. Um, needless to say, I'm, I think I speak for all of us when I say we're very disappointed to hear this. Um, but is what it is, unfortunately. Not, not everyone in Hollywood is a nice person. Uh, yeah, as we, we've been learning over the past few years. So, yeah, but um, Rick and Morty will continue and um, so will... Justin Roiland's other projects, it seems. So, uh, Fulia, do you want to tell us a little bit about what's happened over at Squanch Games and uh, their ties with Justin Roiland? Uh, so, in an article on The Guardian written by Sian uh, Kane, um, they've written that uh, video game studio Squanch Games, which Roiland co-founded, also announced that Roiland had resigned from the company on the 16th of January, four days after domestic abuse charges emerged. Uh, the studio's latest game, High on Life, was created by Roiland and has been a huge hit on Xbox. Um, the passionate team at Squanch will keep developing games 
we know our fans will love while continuing to support and improve high on life the studio said in a statement so um in that in that in that side of things um justin was also one of the um voices of one of the weapon characters in the game uh so by the sounds of things they're probably gonna have to I don't know whether they'd recast it because the game's already out, but when it comes to improving games and up putting out updates and adding in like DLC and stuff like that, there's a possibility they may have to get someone else um, if um, if the character is still going to be part of that content. Um, but yeah, just hearing about all of this um, in the last few days, it's it is quite disappointing to hear um that it's you know that it's only sort of emerged and it's it's also very it's also very hard to be somewhat to be a public figure and not have your private life emerge into the spotlight so um there is also that so Mm. yeah it is it is quite disappointing to hear about all of this um but i mean i'm glad that you know all everyone that um he was working for has take an action um as as soon as possible uh so hopefully Mm. they can continue working um with other with other members of those um of that content so yeah Mm. thank you very much for that folia michael i am i am curious to hear your thoughts on this um how are you feeling as as a you know i know you're a pretty big fan of the show rick and morty in particular but um yeah what are, what are your thoughts yeah um i could probably uh talk about the aspect of like mostly the animation side so we got the gaming and we got the animation now um yeah um you can like just hire like santa likes as well um big buzz on the internet right now there's a guy on tiktok who does a pretty pretty accurate like morty and he does a little bit of um uh, rick as well uh sean kelly says on tiktok and he uh when justin Roiland did one of those uh vanity fair like oh this is impressions of your characters and he was one of them and, and he's actually uh, talk to him and saying, "Hey, if you ever need, uh, if I need like a a vacation, I can always call you up." <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there is a huge possibility that that um they're going to get sound likes and actually get people to do all the all the characters. Probably not just one person. I mean. He uh, Justin does have like a, a succinct way of performing as well, a lot of stuttering in that, and and doing that would be pretty difficult. Um, yeah, uh, Koala Man. He also does uh, not just um, he also does uh, does a lot of uh, help, uh, work with other uh, Adult Swim sort of stuff, and also yeah. Um, hulu as, as well so i'm not sure if uh hulu will continue um polar uh, solar opposites uh who knows but if if this cancels koala man i'm gonna be very dis- disappointed because that was mm. a, that is a good show 
and I highly recommend it if you're an Australian <laughs> and watching that. And yeah, um, such a sucky thing. Um, but Swift, which was good, not a lot of um, ground that. Yeah, there's not there's not very much to to say. It's just he turns out he may be a ter- ter- terrible person. And, mm. uh, of course, accusations ha- have been put to light, uh, especially especially it's online. You, you can find it. I'm not going to repeat it because it gets pretty pretty full on and a lot of trigger warnings as well. Um, yeah. And it's sort of funny because um, uh, Harmon actually had something similar, but but not as extreme like this but um his apology is sort of like the basis of of uh, a decent apology where he he was um uh on community he was a, a bit a, a bit like terrible towards someone who uh rejected his advances and yeah and so he decided to go um, and actually do a decent apology, and 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 he's all right. So you sort of got polar opposites of what's been happening with Rick and Morty creators. So, mm. and and at the moment, I'm actually enjoying Rick and Morty not just for the the <laughs> Rick and Morty side. I'm more to do with the story side. So, and there's plenty of like writers that still do it as well. I mean. And they have been going on to do like different stuff. I mean, we've seen like uh, Multiverse of Madness, so they've do- done like different uh, big blockbuster stuff. So I'm not I'm not worried that that's going to suffer. Mm. It, but and I haven't seen much like defense against uh, a defense for Justin Rowland, which is probably good. Um, I think we've. <laughs> We've all had a collective of, yeah, fair enough. All right, <laughs> moving on. Yeah, moving on. Time to move on. We've we've been through this before, countless of times, and all right, we've done that. Let's move on. And that's mm. what we need to do. So there's not really much, and yeah, I, I'm not. I can't see him like sort of seeing anything after this i mean it's probably probably that's it for his career yeah i suppose that will depend on uh if the charges against him are found to be uh accurate um but given the way he swiftly exited not only was fired but also resigned himself that kind of maybe i don't know i don't know i don't want to speculate but no um yeah, it is just awful all around. But at least the pe- again, at least the people that he worked with uh, won't be affected by this. Um, and we will pray for Koala Man. <laughs> yes, because that that show sounds awesome. And Michael Cusack also has a, another show on Stan. That's uh, uh, Yolo. Yes, Yolo. Yes, yes, yeah, very funny. Season two is coming out, and that's pretty funny as well. Nice. If you like the crude humour. 
Hmm. Even Not like for me, then. Oh, come on. It's, it's animation. <laughs> and it's Australian. Support your own, Fulia. Yeah, support your own. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move into some happier news. Because uh, uh, guess what got renewed this week? The Last of Us. So we're they're doing a, the second game. We're getting a second season, baby. Um, and in other news, water is wet. Um, this is the biggest <laughs> no-brainer of all time, of course. Of course. I mean, I, it's two funny. two episodes, they say, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, it's just so funny to me that, yeah, it wasn't... I mean, I suppose they wanted to see how it was going to perform uh, before they before HBO gave it the, the green light for a second season. But it's just... Yeah, I'm not surprised at Look, all. With the way that the ratings are going at the moment, with the amount of views that show's getting, it this is this was an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, like I think I read that uh, the premiere, the pilot of Last of Us was only second in ratings to the premiere of uh, House of the Dragon um, <laughs> for HBO within the last 12 months. So that's pretty exciting. And I think I even read too that just days before... It was confirmed. Um, yeah, Bella Ramsey was quoted in an interview. Uh, she plays Ellie, uh, saying something along the lines of, um, "Yeah, it'll you know if people watch it. Maybe you know there's a possibility it'll, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, people, people will watch. People are watching all around the world." Well, you um, never know. You never know if it, if things are going to be like a big hit or not. No, that's true. And I, I yeah, you just you've got to be you've got to be humble. You got to be humble. I can re- I can respect that, but yeah, but no, it's wonderful news. Um, yeah, according to uh, sources, it obviously looks like uh, season one, as they have previously stated, season one is just going to be covering the first game. Um, season two, I've read a couple of different things. One is pretty much saying that season two will be the second game, but um, apparently there's room to stretch that out over a third season if they were to get renewed for a third season. I think. Um, and it's funny too because the I think I think maybe Neil Druckmann said he's the create one of the creators of Last of Us the game. He said something about how there there aren't any plans maybe at this stage to make a third game. Um, so I'm so curious as to where this story will come from. Um, but um, I'm sure they've got lots of ideas. Um, where's the quote that I had? Um, oh yeah. From Neil Druckmann, he says, I'm humbled, honoured, and frankly overwhelmed that so many people have tuned in and connected with our retelling of Joel and Ellie's journey. The collaboration with Craig Mazin, our incredible cast and crew, and HBO exceeded my already high expectations. Now we have the absolute pleasure of being able to do it again with season two on behalf of everyone at Naughty Dog and PlayStation. Thank you. Um, Craig Mazin also said, I'm so grateful to Neil Druckmann and HBO for our partnership. And I'm even more grateful to the millions of people who've joined us on this journey. The audience has given us the chance to continue. And as a fan of the characters and the world Neil and Naughty Dog created, I couldn't be more ready to dive back in. Um, and just a quick mention, um, to add on to this, uh, they just made the first episode of the last of us free for viewing on YouTube. I don't know if that's just in America or outside of America, but I think that's pretty cool that they've done that. So, Get your uh, VPNs yeah. ready. Get your VPNs at the ready. Um, yeah, it's fantastic news. We, we love to see this. We, yeah. Yay for more Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> more, more Pedro. Not going to say a thing. 
Not going to say anything? I might know a spoiler for the second game. <laughs> don't, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I, um, I have a feeling of what you're referring to, and I'm pretending it doesn't exist. So, yay for more Pedro. <laughs> well, they can change it. <laughs> oh, yay for more Pedro. I'm bringing it into existence. It's happening. Anyway, give me, mo- my- give me more Zaddy. Give me more Zaddy. <laughs> oh, God. You know what, Mike? You just just before I throw to you, this is cool. Um, I was felt like I was scrolling through Tumblr and I saw like Mike Flanagan is actually on Tumblr, like. Um, and he posts and someone sent him a, um, an ask about, uh, I think about the last of us or something or about Pedro Pascal. And then literally he had just coincidentally met with him like that day. And he posted a photo of the two of them. And I just got so excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, Pedro and Mike Flanagan. Yes, please give us something, <laughs> give us something good. I will watch anything either of them do. Um, yeah. So Michael, yeah. Your thoughts, anything else that we haven't already said or gushed about the last of us? Uh, yeah. Foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. I always like things contained and small, like, not ongoing until it ends up having an eighth season that no one likes and and yeah if the if they do have a story that can be stretched into three seasons okay but i like it small i mean i do like endor because we know there's a start a middle and an end instead of it going on and on and on until it's overstated yeah. welcome and go away because i like it <laughs> i like it too much to it it to be ruined by um a lack of momentum by the end and yeah i really enjoy this show it's probably going to be my top show for 2023 even though it is january Wow. (laughs) I'm going to hold you to that. you got to put it on record. Yeah. What else is there? Really? I mean, look, 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 look. I'm not going to mention the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows that are on the way, but I think you might be right. This might already be the best show of the year. (laughs) I, I, Yeah, I I would not be surprised if you are correct. Yes. Yeah. Aren't we getting Loki this year? We are. Yeah, blow it out of the water. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. We're getting Loki. We're getting Secret Invasion. We're getting um, uh, Ironheart at some point. We're also getting the Skeleton Crew Star Wars show that just finished filming with Jude Law. Um, so, and whenever the Acolyte's coming out, that might be next year. But yeah, mm. yeah, and I don't yeah, because we're not getting we're not getting Rings of Power or House of Dragon until next year. So yeah, um, no competition. For the last of us, I think. Mm. And yeah, as you said, pretty big call considering we're getting Doctor Who this year. Yeah, that's right. Oof. Oof. Like, okay. Like Last of Us is emotionally draining for me, and I like being emotionally drained. <laughs> and yeah. and I can tell from what's going to happen. I think Doctor Who is just going to make me cry until the end. <laughs> 
<laughs> You're not going to be able to see anything through your tears. Yeah, it's like, what happened? I don't know. <laughs> they brought back Susan, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Exciting times. All right, let's move on to our next uh, piece of news. And speaking of video game adaptations, looks like Lara Croft is getting another go around because Phoebe Waller-Bridge uh, is working with Amazon uh, Prime Video to bring her to life in a TV series, live action. Oh. Um, we don't know too much about this yet, only that it's just been confirmed that uh, Waller-Bridge is going to uh, be the showrunner, I think, and write uh, some of the episodes. Um, I'm definitely here for that uh, because she's super talented um, and Fleabag was really, really cool. Um, not for everyone, but her brand of comedy, I don't mind. Um, so, yeah. So I, I'm excited to see where this goes. Apparently, Amazon is also working on a, a movie. Uh, I don't know if they're going to... I think... Well, actually, I think they are going to connect because I think they have said that they want to build sort of a Lara Croft universe um, on Amazon as well. So it's just building the IP catalog at Amazon now. Um, spending all the cash monies. Um, yeah. So... No idea who who's going to play Lara Croft. Obviously, it's too early for casting. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if they decided to bring back Alicia Vikander because I think her Tomb Raider sequel is dead. So um, mm. give her give her another go. I thought she was quite good. Um, so yeah, but don't, you know, don't know if it's going to be a a, a young Laura or a, a, <laughs> a young a young Lara. Mm. Lara Laura. Because Americans can't say Lara. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in their prime or a teacher? Yeah, I'd be I'd be totally cool with a fresh take. Yeah, something like that. Just you know, seeing how you know she really kind of I don't know gets into that whole world. Maybe I don't know. Mm. Um, in a from a different angle, I guess. But yeah, um, uh, let's hope it's let's hope it's good um, when it eventually happens. Mike, do you you have any thoughts about this? Are you a Tomb Raider fan? Um, played a little bit of it, and uh, I think I've seen both um, uh, Jolie movies. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen the uh, the newer one. It's uh, not bad. It's it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. Uh, I might dive into it if if this gets up underway, so I can fresh myself with with a bit of a bit of a Lara, a Lara thing. A Lara thing. Um, I know there's uh, dinosaurs in it. <laughs> there's one game where there's alive dinosaurs in in tombs and well in Hollow Earth. So mm. are they going? Are they going to go for the um, uh, mystical sort of uh, route, or are they going to go stick stick with the sort of um, realism aspect of raiding tombs and that? Don't know. Mm. But I'd say, consider considering um, Uncharted didn't really work that much for audiences. So let's get let's get another one. More indie, more Indiana Jones ripoffs. Come on, let's do yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
too many, too many. I think it belongs yeah. in a museum. It belongs in a museum. God, that was close to being my ladies and gentlemen this week. Tell you what. Um, all right, we got one more thing to discuss, and that is the nominations for the ninety fifth Academy Awards. I might go to the toilet. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, look, I would everything apologize. Everything all, all at once has got to win everything. Okay, there we go. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, he's legit leaving. Wow. Uh, legit, yeah. Wow. <laughs> he's not too legit to quit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, fair enough, Mike. You do you. You do you. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk Oscars. Yes, um, Yes. So, <laughs> as Mike has mentioned, uh, everything everywhere all at once Um is actually the front runner, it seems at this point, to take out quite a number of awards because it oh, yeah. led, it led the uh, announcements with eleven nominations, which is huge. Um, coming in second, uh, <laughs> well, I'm reading it like it's a sporting event. Coming in second, um, All Quiet on the Western Front, a German Netflix film, uh, another adaptation of that. Uh, that got nine nominations. Uh, then Elvis and the Banshees of Inner Sharon uh, got eight. Uh, the Fable Woman's received seven, and Tar and Top Gun Maverick uh, both got six. Um, so yeah, there weren't a lot of surprises or snubs. There was a couple little things that changed around between you know, because I like I you know you guys know I just follow this shit religiously. So um, so there were a couple of surprise names included and excluded. But uh, I won't really go into that because the important thing to note is that Angela Bassett, Angela Bassett, yes, re- received the first MCU acting Oscar nomination. Woo. I mean, oh man, and she's gonna win. She's gonna win it. I'm sorry, she's won everywhere else. If she doesn't win the SAG, then maybe she's in 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 some peril. But. She's going to win it. Um, so, yeah, it's insane. Wonderful to see. Uh, finally, again, I've said it a couple of times now, but just to see Marvel actors being recognized for their performances because just because they're in superhero movies doesn't mean they're not acting their butts off. Um, so that's really, really lovely. Um, as far as the Best Picture nominees go, uh, in alphabetical order, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, the Banshees of Inner Sharon, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. Ten nominees. Um, I have seen one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I've seen seven out of the ten. Um, and I've got plans to see another one this week. So that's exciting. Um... Of course, as far as Australians go, Kate Blanchett got nominated for Best Actress. We love to see that. Um, and, yeah, I'm starting to wonder if maybe Brendan Fraser might actually get the Oscar now because I wasn't sure. I, I, I called it a while ago that I thought that um, Austin Butler was going to win and then he won the Golden Globe and I was like, okay, we're heading in this direction. But then Brendan Fraser won the Critics' Choice Award, so... Uh, who knows how it's going to go. Um, mm. But the other sure thing of the night, I will say before I, I wrap up because Mike's back on, um, is the fact that uh, Ki Hai Kwan uh, received an Oscar nomination for his role in Everything Everywhere All at Once. And yeah, he's going to win it. And it's going to be one of the greatest Oscar moments of all time. And I'm going to cry 
so much. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah. So I know. Oh yeah. And then of course I should, of course, shout out animated feature film, um, a very important category. Um, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, uh, just give, give him the award already. We know he's winning. <laughs> it's, a, it's another guarantee for the night. Um, Marcel the Shell with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, uh, The Sea Beast and Turning Red. So nice to see Turning Red get nominated. I loved that movie. It was, it was so good. I know. It was so great. So, so great. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the majority of my thoughts um, on on this without, you know, completely derailing the podcast into an Oscars discussion. Uh, <laughs> Fulia. Yes. Um Tell me your thoughts. What were there some highlights for you? Were there some lowlights? Uh, what, what are you thinking? Who's going to win? Who's going to win Best Picture? Is and why is it everything everywhere all at once? Because that's definitely going to win. <laughs> Let's just say I don't think I've seen any of the <laughs> best <laughs> best film lists of movies. So <laughs> you okay? Which all right? Which, let me look at them. Which one would you you would probably well you've seen Elvis. You've seen Elvis. Well, apart from Elvis, which is the one that I would be rooting for, but that's because I'm being biased here now. <laughs> You've seen Elvis. You you should watch Avatar. You would like Avatar. You would probably... Uh, another another three hours? I don't know. You, it's beautiful. Filmmaking, Fulia. Filmmaking. Um, <laughs> speaking of filmmaking, The Fablemans is amazing. Um, and then you might get a kick out of Top Gun Maverick as well, I would say. I it's, haven't it's seen just, the first one. That's okay. Watch the first one. Don't watch the first one. You'll pretty much get the gist. Okay. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. But anyway, um, take it away. Your thoughts. Go. Uh, so, I mean, I hope that the that Elvis uh, gets a lot of love. I'm hoping they do. Um, I know that Austin Butler did such an amazing job playing the, the lead role. And my gosh, like, he was amazing. I really so hope he gets it. But in saying that, there are so many other amazing actors and actresses that have been listed. I know that in the best actor category, Brendan Fraser is probably going to be pretty high up there in terms of winning, Uh, especially since in the last week or so, he's been winning quite a lot of the awards for his role in the whale. Uh, So I'm, I'm kind of rooting for Brendan because this is, you know, it, 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 we've missed him for so long. And yeah. then he, he comes back and does this and just, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing. And mm-hmm. I've missed I've missed seeing him on the screens. So, you know, it's it's it'll be amazing for Brendan to win Best Actor. Um, I feel like that's where that's where this is all going. Like you said before, Kendall. I hope uh, so. There's, I, there's a po- big possibility that he may actually win this one. Because um, this, I don't know whether I don't know whether Austin will get it. Like, like my my suspicion is that it's going to be Brendan. Um, because of the fact that he's been winning all the awards so far this week, so <laughs> this past week. Yeah. I hope so. I really yeah. hope so. As much as as much as I would love Austin to win, because yeah, like you said, Fulia, he was absolutely incredible. Like he yeah. beca- he became Elvis um, quintessentially, and yeah. But this is the Bre- this is the Renaissance, baby. Yes. Don't get in the way of the Renaissance. 
definitely give him give him his flowers he deserves it so yeah <laughs> such a humble man as well i know oh i'm gonna so cry <laughs> so much i'm gonna cry so much it's gonna be amazing <laughs> Uh, yep, definitely mm. anyway. going to turn on those tear taps. Um, but the category that I always look forward to is the best animated feature film section. Um, and yeah, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I, I've seen all but two so far, hoping to make it only one, depending on whether I have time to, to catch up on the last two that I have to see. Um, I'm... Wondering, how, like, I've been... Because I've heard workmates and friends who have seen Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and they've said it's a good time. And I'm kind of wondering whether it's so good that it actually deserved to be nominated because I haven't seen it yet. And I'm kind of curious as to how it... <laughs> like, why it's been nominated. So I have to see it. So hopefully this week I'll, I'll have watched it. And then uh, I'll come back with my thoughts next week. Yes, please. I'd love to hear. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, all of these animated feature films are absolutely amazing. Uh, Gamma Dator's Pinocchio, I feel like, is the front runner for this category. Um, it, it, it was such, a, such an amazing film. Um, beautifully shot and all their hard work in the past how many ever years they've said they've been working on this what was it like seven or eight years they've been working it was, on this i think it was longer i think it was yeah. like 15 years or something I, okay I, I pretty much half that so <laughs> accidentally they put in a lot of work into this yeah it's a long time yeah i i feel like it might be might be up there after watching the sea beast i don't know whether it will to be honest um, but that's just my own opinion because of my thoughts on the movie. It was still good. It was very enjoyable. I just, I don't see it being strong enough to win. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Turning Red, oh, absolutely a beautiful movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. It's out on DVD. Just, just do it. Consume it. It is yes. so good. It 100%. is. 100%. It's wonderful. a lot of fun. A lot of mm. fun. Um, yeah, I feel like Turning Red might be up there uh, with with Pinocchio. Um, but I just, I feel like Pinocchio is going to get this one. That's, that I is right. my thought on that. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, that's that's done as much as i would love to keep talking about the oscars we've got a show to do so that's the nerdy news Can I have for this talk? week oh do you oh you have oh michael has some things to say does he yes okay forgive me please um, share your thoughts best best uh, film should go to everything all at once but mm -hmm. no doubt according to oscars it will probably go to the fablemans um, Brendan Fraser should win. Should. Um, and also Kate Blanchett should win as well because Aussie represent. And she's retiring, so it'll be a good little send-off. And for the animated version uh, category, um, yeah, Pinocchio should, should win. 
but I do have a bit of a gripe with Marcel being on that list. Oh. Yeah. That is live action. Yeah, it's not fully animated. Yeah. yeah. True. If that's the case, how come Garfield wasn't in for a chance? <laughs> it was a Garfield film this year. Last, no, last no, no, no. No, he just means retro- retroactively, okay. retrospectively. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That should have been the best animated film because everything <laughs> looked real. <laughs> Except for Garfield. Nah, you know what they should have nominated then? Chip and Dale. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that had more than one at- style of animation. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, True. yes, Chippendale should have got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, you got 3D, you got 2D, you've got you got uh, stop Eight motion, bit. 8-bit, you got you got you got puppetry, <laughs> you got everything. All of it. Man, everything the everywhere. Are, man, the Oscars are political. It's mm. not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> and union busting and all that. Anyway. Yes. Yes, there's some controversy I could go into, but I'm not going to do that right now because it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. Yes, it's a trailer park time. We've got, I will say, we've got three action-packed trailers to discuss this week, starting with our second trailer, for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Captain America. <laughs> Mr. Marvel himself. Mr. Marvel himself, yes. Um, okay. Um, I don't want to say that I'm not looking forward to this movie now after this trailer, but... Yeah, I'm I know a, what you... I think I know what you're going to say. I'm a little... <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Um, just, I don't know. It just felt like they put the entire third act in the trailer. Yep. <laughs> and I know the, D- the, the DCEU is at its, you know, at, is at death's door. It's on its last legs. Fine. And I know they're trying to get bums in seats. Yeah, literally. Just, just coughing. I'm not dead yet. I'm not dead. I'm not quite dead. I'm feeling better. <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, that was worth it for the Monty Python reference. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know. Like, I, so I know that. I know they're trying to put bums in the seats, but yeah, they just put. Mm. It was just action packed. Like, it almost felt devoid of the fun. That was the first film, even though there were clearly aspects of the first film that were being shown in this trailer. And like, you know, we even got a like, you know, my name is Billy Batson and this is my story. And this is, we got this, you know, little exposition catch up thing that was kind of skimmed over. Um, but yeah. And then there wasn't even any jokes in this trailer, really. There's one sort of ish at the start. And then it was just all doom and gloom. And I was just like, like the best thing about Shazam is that it wasn't doom and gloom. It was like, oh god, yeah, I could make. Ah, oh, I'm not going to make that reference. That'd be really inappropriate. Um, 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, like it was a fine, it was a fine trailer edited well enough together, but I just don't know why they had to put all the, the action in it. I, apart from, like I said, they're just trying to make money off of it now because it's a dead franchise. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I hope the movie's better than this. I will say though, I, I did enjoy seeing Helen Mirren being a badass. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. I'm hoping. I hope I'm as badass as she is when I'm uh, when I'm that age. Um, hmm. But that's so that was cool. But yeah. Um, apart from that, I don't really have a lot to say. Uh, I'm still gonna go see this, of course, because I loved the first film. But we'll see how it pans out. Um, Fulia, um, I'm imagining your thoughts are probably similar to me, or. <laughs> Or you're, why are you hiding? Don't hide. I No, I'm hiding because I still haven't seen the first one. Uh. Oh, yeah. I keep saying I'm going to show you that, and then we never, and I never do. All right. I, okay. Look, we've got like a month and a half until this well, comes obviously, out. this second I'm gonna trailer. I'm going to make this my, my mission. <laughs> this, this trailer has uh, spoiled some things for me, but it's fine. Um. <laughs> um, yeah, no. The, this trailer just pretty much gave me the whole movie. Um. I'm. I don't know whether I need to see it now. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's fair. Like it was. It was nice to see you know uh, Helen Mirren and and Lucy Liu, which was mm. pretty cool. Yeah, she's um, great. And and I can just see where this story's heading. Uh, I'm just like. <laughs> I'm do done, I, man. I, yeah, I'm why? Done. Just, just why? <laughs> Oh, I don't need a, I don't need to go to the cinema for this now. Um, I've already seen it. <laughs> They've put yeah. the whole story in it, and it's it's yeah, it's bad trailer editing, honestly. Um, so trailer didn't really get me, uh, and it's it's I don't know, like, do I still need to see the first one? <laughs> Should I watch it? <laughs> I am adamant that you're going to watch this movie and you are going to enjoy it. Okay? You're going to watch Burr it and you're going to like it. Damn it. <laughs> Look, it's my mission in life all year to expose you to, to things you wouldn't otherwise watch, as it is your mission in life to make me watch Studio Ghibli movies. Yes. And we, so I will, I will watch uh, Hell's Moving Castle if you watch Shazam. How about that? Okay. I think that's a fair trade. Not, yeah. not sure if that's a fair trade. I don't care. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I, I think I'm getting the the better end of the deal here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. I, yeah, I don't really have much else to say to be honest. So, yeah. Just yeah. Trash. Yeah. <laughs> Big steaming pile of trash. Mm. Uh, Michael, I'm curious if you agree with us or disagree with us. Where are you standing on this one? I agree. This this uh, trailer did not help the the um, reception of it. Uh, as it is, I actually rewatched the first trailer and thought I like this one. <laughs> these these um, Shazam is is a good character in that. Where this one is, yeah, it's there's, there's no there's no love in it. Nope. Even though the song is a whole lot of love. Really? 
Come on. Yeah. Very bizarre song choice. Yeah, so... Yeah. I didn't see Black Adam. No, I still haven't. Because it didn't interest me. I liked the first movie because it was something different that DC was doing. And I like that because <laughs> I haven't really liked a DC film since probably Nolan. And and then uh, Shazam came out, then, of course, uh, The Suicide Squad and The Batman came out and The Joker. Uh, no, Joker. There's no The. So yes. That didn't, that didn't work. Yeah, so I like things that are other than the universe that they were creating, even though there was subtle ties with, with it. So I don't know if I would watch this either. I think I'll just give it a week and then see what the reception is. And if it's going, if the reception is, yeah, it's okay. Uh, didn't really do much. And... I'm not sure if there's going to be like a Superman cameo at the end, like Black Adam was like, ah, I just watched it online, so whatever. And I don't know. Maybe they'll tack on something to do with the coming of uh, guns and universe something. I don't think so. But I don't think so either. Yeah. It's, It's sad. It is sad, isn't it? Because I didn't yeah. mind it. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind the first one. Mm-hmm. It was a lot, a lot of fun, and I, I do. I do enjoy like um, family parables, even though he. It's all about foster kids and that. Uh, it's he may be your father, but he ain't your daddy. That sort of shit, and yeah. I like that. So yeah, when is this uh, creeping to the finish line? Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> Creeping very slowly. Uh, okay, so Shazam! Fury of the Gods will be released in cinemas on the 16th of March. Yeah, crawling like a clicker. Crawling. <laughs> yeah, with its tendrils out, ready to give you a big old kiss. Um, our yeah. second trailer. <laughs> our second trailer for this week uh, is a much better trailer, I think. Um for what I hope is a much better movie based on this trailer, but <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, that that definitely remains to be seen. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Do you um, do it? <laughs> do you do it? <laughs> yes, some some good PR for Wizards of the Coast this week. Um, yeah, so this, mo- <laughs> this movie, uh, yeah, we've, we've known about it for a while now. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to butt in, but please, please go ahead. I, I think like the uh, <laughs> Wizards of the Coast were doing their thing, and then pe- people in charge of this film is like, "Hey, you do know this movie's coming out, and we need it to make a truckload of money." Yeah, yeah, Very for it funny. to be li- uh, um, liable. Yeah, <laughs> and says, so, "Okay, okay, we'll backtrack." Yeah, are we cool? Are we, are we cool, guys? Are we cool? <laughs> are we are we cool? You better yeah. fucking watch it. Yeah. Break down the door. Roll for dexterity, bitch. 
<laughs> Amazing. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Um, uh, yeah, the first trailer for this film was pretty fun, pretty good, um, I think. This trailer, again, I think just kind of rehashed a lot of the stuff about it that we already knew or had seen. It, I mean, there's a bunch of new footage in here, I think. Um, but I, I liked it. Um, this movie at least... Uh, as opposed to Shazam, Fear of the Gods, this movie at least uh, knows it's having a good time. They look like they're having a good time. There was a couple of jokes in this trailer that I actually thought were quite funny. Um, uh, I mean, most of it was pretty much your stock standard kind of a Hollywood uh, adventure movie humor, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It looks fun. It just looks fun. Like this movie, I, this, leave your brain at the door, grab your popcorn. Just enjoy yourself. Um, go on a ride. I really do hope, though, and I feel like this is a missed opportunity with the Jumanji movies. They should have a narrative outside of this that that kind of surrounds it of like, oh, no, there's actually a group of people playing a D&D game and this is the game. Because I just, for some reason, I just had a vision of like, you know, because, you know, you have to roll to see if you're successful or unsuccessful, what you're trying to do. And that's part of a huge part of D and D obviously. And in this game is just, you know, this movie, sorry, is just showing us the adventure story as it plays out. Um, and we do get a little bit of one thing works for one character and then one thing doesn't. So that would therein lie the hints that, okay, someone didn't roll well, but I would love just a cutaway to like some teenagers or some adults somewhere just rolling. And then, you know, I don't know. I just feel like they could, that could be a lot of fun. Yes, I wouldn't be surprised if they do yeah. that at the end. Yeah, post credit scene. Yeah, and it's like a bunch of cameos, just like Glass Onion had. <laughs> <laughs> or people who you know are into D and D. Yeah, or they get like the they get like the Critical Role crew. That would be very funny <laughs> if, they did, if they put them in there somewhere. Yeah, or like any of the celebrities that yeah. That Henry TV. Cavill. Henry Cavill's uh, into oh, it. Yeah. Or he 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 he's like no I'm I don't like D and D I like forty hundred K or whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, War, Warhammer forty K. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong franchise. Um, <laughs> yes, but yeah, no, yeah, I. You, you make a good point. I would not be surprised if they, there was something that they were saving sort of in that line. I think that I just, I feel like that would be a missed opportunity if they didn't do that. Cause I think it would be really funny. Um, but the yeah. kids from stranger I, things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or like the, yeah. Like the hellfire club, you know, bring, yeah. bring back Eddie. Um, anyway, um, he is coming back, you know, that's not confirmed. Still, I'm. I mean, it's look. It's they'll probably find a way to bring him back. Maybe I don't know. They've got one more season, and he was very popular. Anyway, we're going on tangent. Gold leader. Um, I don't have a lot more to say about this trailer other than I really hope it. The movie is good. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be fun. So I'm praying for it, especially because Chris Pine is awesome. Um, yeah, he's full- alright. <laughs> Fulia. Yeah. Why did you think about this trailer? Did you like this trailer better than the Shazam one or less? Um, I think this one 
I'm here's the thing. I've not I'm not a D and D player of any kind. Um, I've never really dabbled in it at all, to be honest. So it, you've, you've it, never rolled. I've never rolled. <laughs> so this to me felt like it was definitely aimed at D and D players more specifically. Um, it's not aimed towards me. But in saying that, it looks like somewhat of a nice little adventure type uh, movie um, that, you know, just happens to have some dragons in it and and orifices. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say dungeons, but okay. <laughs> and dungeons. Dragons and dungeons. dungeons. Oh, so oh. original. <laughs> Uh, and yes, Chris Pine is very funny. So, um, look, I, w- I won't say that I won't be watching it. Although at the time that, that it's coming out, I probably won't be able to. <laughs> oh yeah. You're not going to be in the country, are you? No. Yeah. No. Cause Canada doesn't have any cinemas. They do too. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe when it comes to a streaming service, I might watch it, but. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. Michael, um, what did you think about this one? It looks like a bit of fun and not to be taken too seriously. Yeah. Uh, because it's all about um, having fun with friends, like what D&D is. And I'm not sure if they're going to go full meta of a game within a game or a game within a movie. Mm. Um, I think they're sort of catering for the fact that it will have some references to the actual lore of the game. So nerds who actually do play, who actually do roll, actually, ah, I get it. That's that's the um, that's that's the blob square thing, <laughs> the the uh, dissolving cube, whatever it's called. And, yeah, so it's definitely going to have those sort of references that will go over, well, people around here would probably go over their heads. Um, But the way I'm going to watch it, I'm just going to watch it as a bit of fun fantasy. Uh, It would be cool if it has uh, a little bit of, like, that sort of 80s fantasy sort of of, Mm. uh, labyrinth, dark crystal... Um, like Willow, jump right in, yeah, Willow sort of jump right Legend, right into yeah. that sort of thing, mm-hmm. where it's just rampant, like Last Unicorn and and all that. So, mm. and just having fun with, uh, just having fun with it, and it looks like it's gonna have, it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of funny stuff with it, and yeah, I might watch it for for that for that merit. Instead of saying, oh, that's clearly that person's not in the same, not in in the right class, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. <laughs> I just want to be entertained. And it looks like, and it looks very entertaining. So when am mm. I going to see it in the country of my origin? Um, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is coming to cinemas on the 30th of March yes two March movies March Madness is ready to go 
yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, our last trailer this week um, uh, might have been my favorite one of the three. Maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. I don't know. Dungeons and Dragons was pretty great, but I don't know. There's something <laughs> about this that I'm... Again, you're allowed, you're allowed to like what you like. I am. I am. Even though it's um, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this is going to be good chat. Good chat. That's right. Good chat. No, no, this is going to be good chat. Um, look, I will just say up top, I am not convinced it's going to be a good movie, but <laughs> it, I, I, I didn't mind the trailer. Anyway, I'm talking about We Have a Ghost. This is an upcoming Netflix film. We um, do. Starring David Harbour as the ghost of Homer Simpson. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not actually, Marge. but not Marge. actually, but looks 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 very Homer Homer Simpson esque. Um, and uh, Anthony Mackie is in this movie as well, so I'm down to see Anthony Mackie do some comedy because he's very funny and he's been playing very serious as Sam Wilson for the past few years. Even though Sam does get to have a few laughs, I suppose. Uh, but you know, <laughs> on your left, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, we love it. Um, but yeah, basically it looks like it's a modern day sort of unfolding of what would happen if your house was actually haunted by a ghost and it's a, it's a comedy with some action. And I, that is the problem I had with it is the fact that they were like, oh, okay, we're going to put some action in this movie. I was like, kind of okay with it being just a. Uh, a haunted house story and them trying to maybe get the ghost to move on to the other side and like, you know, ghosts being real gets found out by the world. And, but obviously there's going to be some violent pushback. I mean, I, I, that's just the way humans work. So I shouldn't entirely be surprised by the way the story's unfolded in this trailer. But, you know, again, now we know the whole movie. Um, what are you doing? Why does this keep happening? Tease us. Tease us, ease us in. Don't give us the whole thing right away. Oh, anyway. Um, Netflix trailer. Yeah, I know Netflix trailers are like that. They are. But look, that being said, it looks fun. Um, it looks like it's got some heart to it um, as well, and some downright silliness. Um, and I like the mm. fact that it's been uh written or directed by um, Christopher Landon, who most recently did Freaky um, with Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Um, and he did the Happy Death Day movies, which I still haven't seen, but I really need to see them because apparently they're quite good. Um, yeah, so he's known for doing like comedy horror. Um, so this kind of is in that wheelhouse a little bit. Um, so yeah, I hope it's good. It looks fun. Again, leave leave your brain in the car, I suppose, because you're going to be watching this from home. Uh, <laughs> leave your brain in the car, come inside, put the popcorn on and watch this and hopefully enjoy it. Um, also, David Harbour looks like he's having, again, as usual, the time of his life. So I'm here for that. Um, yeah, that's it. Fulia, um, are you going to watch this? I can't actually tell if you're going to watch this. I'm worried that maybe you think it's too cringy. I don't know. What do you, What did you think? I think I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> hey. When it when the trailer first started, I for some reason I thought it was gonna go the horror route. Um, and then as it progressed, I was 
you know, I was a little surprised. I was like, oh, okay, hold on. What's what's happening here? What's what's going on? Uh, yeah, no. It looks like it's just like a kind of like ghost almost. Like the Patrick Swayze ghost. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Kind of. I was thinking Casper. That too. Like a kind of mixture oh, yeah. of both almost. Ghost and Casper combined. Casper, yeah. Very much so. Take. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, with the ghost like poltergeisting and 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 showing itself to you know people to scare everyone <laughs> for fun um <laughs> i kind of like the idea i kind of like the idea of this this one like okay the trailer may have showed a lot but for me if if you're gonna get me into watch something like this i i need to see a little bit more and I'm glad that they kind of went in this kind of route. So I know it's it's kind of like a 50-50 in terms of how good this trailer is. It really depends on how you see it. So for Kendall, it showed everything. She's And then you're like, I don't know. For me, it showed everything. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually intrigued. So it's got me actually a little bit enticed to actually watch it. So I I will probably have this on my watch list. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Lovely. Uh, Michael, what did you make of this one? It looked like a bit of fun. Um, I mean, as you said before, David Harbour looks like he's having a lot of fun with this character. I mean, having a character that is a mute character, that means you need to perform a bit more with Mm. the sort of um, expressive, Mm -hmm. physical and expressive and just the costume that he's in as well as the hair well lack of hair that he that he has so it looks like a bit of fun as well um anthony mackie of course uh, doing something different i mean you can't mm. just be marvel all the time can't <laughs> can't just be a superhero yeah don't have to be <laughs> i'm the real captain america um <laughs> Yeah, um, I do like uh, I do like me um, comedy horror. It's always a good mixture of both, of something so horrendously horrific. It's funny, and <laughs> and funny enough, it's uh, it's face meltingly funny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and Stifler's mum jumping through a window is always good. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely I'll definitely be watching this one as well. Uh when is it going to be coming out so we can talk about it, Kendall? Ooh, quickie yes. review in the future. I think hey. so. I think so. We have a ghost is dropping on Netflix on the twenty fourth of February. Twenty fifth. So it's like two and a half, three weeks away. Three weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right for for a Netflix trailer a month in advance. Mm. Yes. Less than sometimes. Yeah, sometimes sure. a week before. Mm. Like, hey, we've got a movie. Here, here's the trailer. All right, go watch it. It's next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know you know how the internet works because you're on the around. internet right now. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Interesting marketing. Interesting. Yeah. Let's, let's get rid of all these popular TV shows so we can put out more Big Mouth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Big Big Mouth needs to end. I don't understand why it's going on this long. 
Because like, Nick Kroll gives them a lot of money. <laughs> apparently. Apparently. Like I'm not I'm not trying to say it's a bad show or whatever, but I I don't watch it anymore because I'm like, oh, I've gotten all I think I need to get from this yeah, show. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. First one was was interesting, and then it just got monotonous. And then they cancelled fucking Inside Job, and I'm I so know. annoyed. I'm so I know. annoyed. That, that was, was that good. That was that was very good. Yeah, I saw a I saw a couple episodes of that. Yeah, disappointed. And they were in the middle of actually making two. I was like, I know, and they're like, yeah, nah, you don't even get to do that now. Fucking Netflix. And then, yeah, just not to tangent even more, but did you even see, like, someone at Netflix was like, oh, yeah, we don't we don't cancel popular shows. So, yeah. I'm like, okay. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. All right, that'll do it for Trailer Park this week. Let's move right along because it's time. For? The moment. Oh. The segment. Ha. The section. Do-do. The part, oh, yeah. the place, the spot in the show we like to call is a Game Boy. Popcorn culture? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying it again. I cued you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just a bit confused because... Game Boy. <laughs> yeah, I got distracted by the Game Boy, too. <laughs> like, That's cool. Never distracted by a Game Boy. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's the Game Boy I had since I was a boy. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, mine's... I don't know where mine is. Who knows? Anyway, it's popcorn culture time. Popcorn culture. Um, yes. Uh, another segment where we get to discuss our thoughts on the latest episode of Star Wars, The Bad Batch. This week, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 5, Entombed. Um, Colin, Indiana Jones, filler. Oh, my Entombed God. Entombed Raider. <laughs> Into- oh, nice. Indiana Jones and the Entombed Raider Batch. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Enchanted yes. Entombed Raider Batch. <laughs> <laughs> Jones. Um yeah. yes. Junior. Junior. <laughs> uh, I named the dog Indiana. Um anyway. You were named after a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Classic shit. We love it. Okay, so the bad yes. batch. <laughs> the bad batch. This episode this week. Uh again, yes, another filler episode. Um I, 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 I don't know how I feel about this episode, to be honest, as overall, if I liked it or not, because I was sitting there kind of, I li- literally, by the time that giant thing rose from the mountain, I was like, cool. So we're doing an Indiana Jones speed run. All right. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> like the amount of direct Indiana Jones references in this episode was insane. Oh One to four. Oh, with a, with an element, with an element of a horizon zero dawn. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't, I don't actually know horizon not, forbidden West. I should say. Oh, forbidden West. Okay. I haven't, I have no, I know nothing about that franchise. So, okay. Well, um, I'll talk about it after. When it's my turn. You can. When you get to your turn. <laughs> yes. I was like, I even... Yeah, what your was, turn? 
<laughs> it's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I was the same. Like, you know, what else other things I could reference and, like, you know, made me th- think of, like, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets at one point and then even, like, because I'm such, on such a Lord of the Rings kick at the moment, I'm, like, speak friend and enter, like, the whole thing with the door and, like, oh, they're in... Yeah, anyway, so I was just... Melon. <laughs> Melon. Melon. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, so basically this is the episode of Bad Batch where they just ripped off everything else and didn't do a great job of it, uh, in my opinion. Um, I don't think... So. No, I don't know. It didn't... I mean, look, there were some fun parts to it. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Like, I did like how... Like, I'm just... I will do my overall thoughts. I won't go too deeply into it. But I did like how um, Omega was, like... Uh, she was the character that was really driving the story forward. And, you know, and um, I kind of liked what she got to do in this episode. Um, I liked that Hunter was back uh, and Echo were back this week. Um, yeah, but... No, yeah, no Sid. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't do it for me. Like I've seen this trope, these tropes done better elsewhere. And I just, yeah, like it was, some of it was a bit of fun, but it just, yeah, I don't know. It just, it didn't, yeah, it didn't, didn't work. It's not terrible. I still am glad I watched it, of course. Um, yeah. And then I, oh, war, and then I got, I had like War of the Worlds vibes at the end too, with the giant thing and the eyes and the. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just was a little bit of a mess to me. So that's 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 my overall thoughts. Feel free to convince me that I'm wrong. I would love to be convinced wrong about this episode. Um Fulia, what what is your initial takeaways from Entombed? So, um my thoughts on on this particular episode is yes, it is 100% a filler. Yes, it does take after a lot of the, you know, Indiana Jones type of referencing. Um, and I mentioned that it also <laughs> kind of references a particular game called Horizon Forbidden yes. West. And I am going to show a picture of said long neck to my co-hosts here. Um, and I've just put it into the Discord oh. chat. Okay, um, let me figure out how to work just this. Unhide this is unhide the chat. This is- this is my second time using Discord. <laughs> oh, wow. That is like... Yeah. So... Very similar. In the game Horizon Zero Dawn and Forbidden West, essentially, you're fighting against robot monsters. So, droid-type stuff. And right. that thing that we saw in the, in the episode reminded me of that long neck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> In some way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it kind of reminded me of that. I know mm-hmm. it's a really small image, but... Um, and, look, to be honest, I didn't mind the fact that it was another filler episode. It gave us... Because we didn't know anything about this... Uh, oh, what's her name that um, Wanda Sykes plays? Uh, Fee Genoa. Fee Genoa. We had... We st- we had no real idea of what that character was about. And then we find no. out she's a treasure hunter. So yeah. um, This is more of an introduction. Yeah, so this is a little bit. This is like an intro to to her, uh, and to see what her personality is like. And I have this sort of suspicion that she's gonna play a 
a bit of a big part later on. And that's why we got this episode. So Mm. in that instance, I didn't mind watching it. I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't like, it wasn't the greatest episode, uh, but it was still somewhat enjoyable. And um, yeah, I just, I just, I have this, I have this feeling that the fact that they're adding in these filler episodes that the tail end, like the like the uh, the last, I think the the last quarter or the third of this season is going to be so big that they're going to need our undivided attention. So that's why they're adding in extra little bits now. Yeah, they're padding. They're padding it out. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. Look, as I said, I didn't mind this episode. Um, we just yeah got an got an introduction into into into. Fee? Fee. Fee. Yeah. 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 Yes. Very true. Wanda. Miss Wanda Sykes, who who is fantastic. Yes. Um, yes. Michael. Okay. I'm I am curious to hear your overall thoughts. Um, these are the sort of episodes that do remind me is like, oh yeah, I'm watching a kid's show. Mm. Yeah. Where it's (laughs) all to do with one singular um story and that story is we're going to search for treasure yeah and treasure <laughs> we're looking for treasure in goonies slash indiana <laughs> drones slash yeah which more to do with indiana drones because um yeah. everything that indy tries and finds he it fails <laughs> try to go for the arkin government uh it, it ends up somewhere else Area 51. Yeah. And, yeah, and it ended up... And just little... Uh, little puzzles, all good. And, yeah, it was just a, a nice little... Um, nice little episode that uh, you can probably skip if you're going to do a second watch. Um and get down to the nitty gritty, maybe later on in the in, in the season, but we don't know. Good introduction to um, Wonder Sykes' character, Twa, Twi, Twu, Twaver. Good hunter, and it's it's sort of um, it sort of looks like it's dealing with like ancient. Um, law within Star Wars. We're talking like old, old Republic. Yeah, yeah. Like bits before um, Jedi and all that. So little sprinkles of um, putting in the legends in there just to reintroduce the legends into Star Wars, which is also nice and Mm. I don't know anything about. So that's what I've heard. And yeah, um, just an introduction to to a character that's probably going to be a main character by the end of it, and we don't know. And another reason why Sid is probably going to going to be phased out as a character, because I think we're going to be latching more onto this character than we are with Sid. I was thinking the exact same thing. Mm. They're, def- they're definitely setting that up. Yeah. 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 Well. There's not a huge amount to unpack in this episode, really, but I just, I wanted to just kind of comment on, um, 
the the beginning of the episode, how we get the establishing scene um, back on Ord Mantell and, you know, setting up the premise for the episode. And I just felt a bit flat for me uh, because, uh, because it just felt like it was repeating itself from earlier on. It's like, you know, Omega wants to go do a thing or one of the, you know, there's this thing that we've got to go do. And Hunter's like thinking about it, thinking about it. Oh, all right, we can go. Like, it just, it just yeah, had it's this old, whole... It's old school. It's old school uh, bad match. <laughs> Real good old formula. And then Real we, good formula. And then we meet the Rancor. In the water. <laughs> but it was just, yeah. Nice little was... mission, mission that doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, I don't know. Just the fact that, like... Was it Hunter or Echo that was like, you know, last time we went looking for treasure, things didn't really go so well. <laughs> but I guess, I guess we're going to do it again. Um, was that Tech? <clears throat> maybe it was Tech. Because yeah. he broke his leg or something. He did. He sprained his leg. Yeah, he hurt himself pretty yeah, bad. And yeah, they, they, well, they almost all died. They so. mentioned the fact that to this after the um, end of this episode, it was a uh, 0 for 2 treasure hunts <laughs> yes they do mention that so i do like i did like that aspect of like the writers clearly acknowledging for the adults watching that like oh yeah. we've been we've been over this ground before and like if you're keeping score this is how this is going yeah um, because they know adults are watching this <laughs> they do of course of course they do um yeah but i just i don't know i just felt i guess because we know why they're they were doing it because they need money, uh, and this was ha- this was going to have a potential for money because they got no money out of the original heist that they tried to do. Um, yeah, so but I will say to it as well, the um, <laughs> the score underneath when like you know Omega and Fee are like trying to talk Hunter and the rest of them into going, the score is so ominous. I f- I loved it. Um, but it was just clearly like sirens going like, like what's that meme where there's sirens that go off? It was literally that for me. Cause it was just like, no, 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 it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. You're going to put the of, bad in not, bad batch. You're not thinking of, uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Kill I think Bill? that's what it is. Yeah. The Qu- Kill Bill sirens. Yes. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. But yeah. So I'm just like, Okay. They can't hear the music, Kendall. It's all right. They're gonna they're gonna go and contextually. And do it. No, they can't. <laughs> <laughs> but we can hear the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fulia, did you have any thoughts on this opening uh, sequence setting things up? Um, no, not really. It was it was just you know, um, just finding this little device and out of nowhere and. You know, in a junkyard. Mm. In a junkyard. Yes, it, and it was. It's interesting that Fee picked up on it, uh, being you know the the treasure hunter that she is, and mm. she was just like, "Oh, hello, this looks interesting." And then I know what that is. Yeah. Um. So that for me was interesting. The fact that she knew about it. So obviously she's done a lot of like research into all the things that she you know looks for and stuff um and then finds out that this particular piece of 
equipment, I suppose, is um, part of a, a a lore, a bit of history that she read up of, she read up on. So um, that was that was kind of cool. Before <laughs> she read up on, and then it turned out to be not canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but from all her accounts, she's she she's known it to be a myth. So, yeah, that was kind of interesting that they started with that. Um, but then Hunter's, like, you know, being the dad, the responsible one. Uh, Later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think we should go. But then, you know, puppy dog eyes from Omega. It's just like, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> been good. I love... I gotta say, I love how this child does not fear death. No. She has no fear. She's just like, yep. Let's peril, go. Let's go. It's another not adventure. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Yes. Good point, Mike. <laughs> just wait till one of her brothers disappear. Feels. Mm. Feels are coming. Yeah. Feels are coming. Um, Mike, did you have any th- uh, thoughts, other thoughts we haven't touched on from this opening or, you know? Uh, no, nah, I sort of said my piece. Yeah, she, um, Fee, Faye, um, knows. Fee, 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 Fum. I smell blood of, uh, clone <laughs> war tum, tum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks for the tangent. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, uh, definitely. She, she knows her stuff and probably. Are they going to delve more into like the backstory of uh, of mythical stuff if she is to tag along with the Bad Batch, which mm. could be good. Then they can learn more about I don't know the didn't they? Yeah, I'm trying to think. They didn't really do much uh, if Omega was force sensitive or not. I don't think so. Nah, no, they didn't. Well, they, well, they need to work out why, why she's different, why she's a she, why she's a she exactly. Um, as I said, I think she's canonically the the first trans um, Star Wars character, which is good. Absolutely. Representation is always Abs- good. It absolutely is. My goodness. Even if you're in sci-fi fantasy. Yes. <laughs> yes, nerds. Can I just say this is this is nothing to do with what we're talking about, but Kendall's hair is currently looking like the trans flag, which is really cool. Oh. The colors. <laughs> the colors. The blue, the purple, and yeah. the pink. That's Slightly actually pink. Well, yes. It's kind of like it's also kind of like the almost the bisexual flag, which is you know nice for me. <laughs> that's 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 who I am. Um, but yes, yes, I know. I'm a pride flag. In my, I've got a pride flags in my hair. It's great. Well done. I've yeah. got the straight flag behind me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grey. <laughs> grey, boring, gray. cisgendered bullshit. Anyway. <laughs> Um, I will go on from what you said, Mike, about like getting into some of this um, ancient like legends stuff. 
Um, because I feel like there's a lot of references in this episode that went over our heads because we haven't really engaged with any of that stuff. So I don't know if Darth Puddin's in the chat, but, um, if he was, I would love for him to chime in with some knowledge. Um, but yeah, but basically I think that's really cool that, you know, there's going to be, it sounds like that there's just references that they were making to certain things that uh, there would be uh, some fans out there that would be really appreciative of that. And as someone who has heard nothing but incredible things about Knights of the Old Republic and how a lot of Star Wars fans have been asking for that to be adapted into a series or a film at some point, and that may or may not happen, um, the fact that this, the things that are mentioned in this episode seem to touch either on that or before that. Like, you know, at one point, um, uh, Fee gets asked, like, you, you know, is this you talking about like the Jedi, like you're saying it's ancient and you mean the Jedi and they're like, she's like, no, 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 older before the Jedi. I'm like, oh, okay. That's really fascinating. Um, so I so hope... before the dark time, before the empire, before the Jedi. empire. Yes. Before all of it. So I, I like, I kind of like the episode in that, like from that point of view of like, um, touching on parts of the star Wars canon or non-canon that, um, they haven't really done before, which I think is, should be the purpose of Disney Plus to yeah, explore. It's, yeah, it is slowly introducing like some of the stuff, and mm. Dave Filoni is actually good for that. Yeah, it seems that way. Everything that he's been touching is it's just bringing back some stuff. It's yeah. like, yes, this is true. This is not true. This doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, so, a long, long time ago, a long, 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 long time ago. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, and also just, I should say, as a fan of archaeology too, putting archaeology in sci-fi is actually really cool. Because <laughs> it, it makes a lot of sense, obviously. Um, and I just, yeah, and it's a nice uh, kind of fascinating way to world build or galaxy build in this case. Um, yeah. So I think that's, but not that's in our, really cool. But not in our world. <laughs> no. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. <laughs> yeah. They they created the pyramids, and not mm. slavery. No, <laughs> ancient slavery. Ancient slavery. Um. Yeah. So basically, we're you know, we're on this planet, and then the compass starts to light up like the Fourth of July and tell them to go, uh, you know, south. I think is what Echo says. Um. And yeah. And then they go in the mountain. And we have that Lord of the Rings moment I referred to earlier, and then we get. <sighs> all our Goonies and Indiana Jones references as they go through trap by trap. Um, yeah, I don't have a whole bunch to really say other than I, what was a note that I had? What does, I literally wrote down, what does Fee Genoa do except act cocky? Um, because for me, she, this ep- she embellishes <laughs> the truth. Yeah, she does. There's, I, I, I think you, one of you alluded to it earlier. Like, I hope we get like a backstory episode on her because this was very surface level and there's got to be something more to it because she's just so confident. And like at one time, I think Hunter says, we, we nearly, we've oh, so far, we've nearly died three times since yeah. we've been here and Fee's acting like it ain't even a thing. Like, so there's got to be something going yeah. on with her. Um, so she, cause she's just, she's just there being really arrogant and really, like, I mean, having a good time with Omega, and I like the fact that they bonded yeah. over 
yeah. this this kind of stuff. Like I thought that was cool. But apart from that, she's just expositioning all over the place as well. Um, and like you know, just also isn't afraid of death. So um, yeah, Fulia, did you do? You, did you feel the same about her as the the story went on, or were you like enjoying what they were doing with 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 Fee in particular? I'm a little sus of Fee, to be honest. Um, yeah, I feel like she's hiding something. Um, the fact that she's like, apart from the fact that she's a treasure hunter, I feel like there's something that she is hiding from from the batch and I'm I don't know I kind of don't trust her so uh yeah I've, I've yeah I think we're gonna get like more of a insight into what she's like later on um mm. but this was just a little a little taste of what she's going to be like a little appetizer <laughs> so yeah yeah yeah, mm. I am. I am kind of sus at first, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah, Mike. What about you? Any any other thoughts on on Fee? Yeah, still up in the air mm. uh, about that. And face value, don't know yet. So I I did say like last last week uh, or the week before uh, because well, when the the last time we saw Fee that. Mm. Um, her character model is very based on what one Sykes looks like, and who knows? Maybe they're setting setting up one Sykes to be in Ahsoka, maybe to be Fee, because it's roughly that yeah. time. And yeah, because yeah, you know, Fennec Shan was in was in Boba Fett as well as as well as last week. So bad, uh, bad, bad. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, Bad Batch season one. Mm-hmm. I think maybe they are introducing this char- character for a reason, uh, and I'm thinking either for the end of season two. That truck is loud. Sorry, that's okay. Um, <laughs> and try to come back. Thank you. And maybe they're setting setting her up to be to do something at the end of this series or to be in Ahsoka, maybe. Yeah, definitely. That's, yeah, very valid point. Because <laughs> maybe she has a key to find Ezra, maybe. A character that yeah. they're trying to find. Who knows? Who knows? Dave Filoni, Will thing. Dave Filoni. Dave Will Filoni, that's very true. Will um, Filoni. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't speak words well. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it just sounded interesting. <laughs> yes, Dave Will Filoni. Um Yeah, well, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to kind of mention my favorite. Uh, I feel like we, maybe we should talk about maybe a favorite trap or a favorite puzzle that they had to solve. Um, I really liked the... the um, one of the big, the big Indiana Jones references was the, you know, hunters walking along the ground and the ground starts to fall beneath him um, because, you know, they're not walking on it correctly. And that, you know, reference to the last crusade where you have to spell out Jehovah and, you know, otherwise you'll fall to your death. Um, so I kind of liked 
that as a reference. Um, and <laughs> J. Fuck. J- <laughs> <laughs> Jehovah begins with an I. Um, yes. So I kind of like how they play that played out, and the fact that the um, the compass actually had like a a tangible use other than like shining lights on things and all of this and pointing them in the right direction. Like it actually was part of the uh, framework. I can't find a better word, but part of the mm. the system that made it work. And then I really loved when uh, at, at the end, like when Omega's like, I can't get it out. It's stuck. And then, and then fear was like, it served its purpose. Scaranol has reclaimed it. And I was like, Oh, that's good dialogue. I like that. That's that's really clever. Um, mm. They don't need it anymore, um, so it's been taken out of the equation. So I, I thought that was really clever. Um, yeah. So yeah. So that was my favorite um, trap out of all the the booby traps and the puzzles that they had to had to do. I thought that was quite cool. Uh, Fulia, did you have a favorite one? Um, I I think for me it was the. Um the main entrance where they had to do the sliding of the wall mm. uh, when they first tried to figure out the pattern uh, and it was wrong and they, and, and apparently they were trapped <laughs> and Fee's just like, there's going to be another, ex- there's going to be another exit. Don't worry. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that one was kind of my favorite when they then had to use, they ended up having to use the little compass to light up the actual pattern of mm. um, of the puzzle. And, and once they did that, that um, there's a door. <laughs> so that was that was kind of my favorite one. Um, mm. But the the pathway one that you mentioned was also a, a good puzzle as well. Uh, and then they were just like, well, the path is up above. How do we bring it down? <laughs> or do we have to go up there somehow? For some reason, I thought it was going to be a rotating cylinder sort of a thing. Oh, uh, like I it wasn't going to be static. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that, you know, that it was going to be a, just got a, turn this dial and then it'll bring it round to the right way um mm. which was kind of cool as well so yeah no those yeah the puzzles were really good in this episode yeah yeah as much as i complain about it being a lesser version of better things um it's it, they were still they were still executed all right mm. Mm. There, there's, there's some fun to be found yeah um <laughs> <laughs> michael what about you did you have a favorite puzzle or trap well i'm gonna have to pick the the last one because <laughs> there's only three really <laughs> and yeah i think the th- third one because it actually um shows that it's 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 not the it's not the prize it's the friends we made along the way because <laughs> um, <laughs> we can't keep nice things um Indiana Jones you know we can't can't keep the goblet it's, I love how it was just to cut in quickly. I love how it was a direct reference to both Raiders and Last Crusade at the same time. Like they didn't even do the. I know the the bag of sand. (laughs) And yeah, it sort of it sort of like it didn't take me out of it, but it made me realize. Oh yeah, 
ancient civilization in Star Wars would be technologically savvy. Mm. So it, it's got it wouldn't have anything to do with like ancient cultures of our liking. So of course it's a, a machine that starts up, and you're gonna have to turn it off because it's way too powerful. And yeah, it's pretty much the ending. And I had to laugh at when when you said the door opens and then da-da, it's it. Legend of Zelda just went into my head. But you, yeah, you were gonna say fully. Um, I was just gonna say. Um, oh no, it's gone. <laughs> That's all right. But all the other like. Um, uh, puzzles were, were pretty cool. I mean, logic, yeah. I sorry. just remember what it is. <laughs> That's all right. Um, the, the crystal thing itself, the fact mm. that once they removed it, it started up, I feel like that was the thing containing the power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause once, because once they put it back, it looked like the um, the power sort of went back in to the crystal, which yeah yeah, and it looked really cool yes. too visually. It did, yeah. it did. It also reminded me of one of the um, stones from the fifth, the fifth element. Yeah, that bit. too. <laughs> which was funny. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, but then yeah, massive War, War of the Worlds vibes. Um, and like that was that was interesting. I, I I just in terms of like they make a point at the start of the episode when they land on this planet to see that it's pretty much just a wasteland. Uh, no life can grow here, and then you kind of find out why by the end of the episode that there's this gigantic robot thing from Horizon Forbidden West that's just attacking. <laughs> Like a tripod from War of the Worlds for some reasons. So yeah, um, so that's fine. I kind of liked I liked the sounds that the <laughs> the giant robot made. I thought mm. they were quite they were quite ominous and uh, and well executed. Um, and also we got to pour one out for that droid Mel or Mal. I forgot, I'm not sure what it's Mal. I think. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, really? You're going to kill the droid? <laughs> I was just like, oh, there it uh, goes. Bye-bye, Mel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Droids have no rights. <laughs> droids have no rights. Well, according apparently. to Fee, the droid's uh, database is uploaded into her ship so that she can just remake another one later on. Everything's so, in the cloud. Yeah, it's but, in the cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so... In a manner of speaking, that's just kind of suggesting that this happens a lot. Mm. I wonder what what number Mel she was on at the time. Nah. Yeah, and that's what has me worried about Fee, and that's why I'm. And how she was so nonchalant about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, she's very. Archaeology. Mm. Archaeology is weird. <laughs> when. When you're when you're dealing with like ancient civilizations, you don't really you don't really pay attention to today. Mm. Like, what is today? Um, my headspace is all the way back there. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely not focusing on um, a lot of what's going on currently. The present. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that mentality plays into 
uh, the the main story um, mm. and and how connected she remains to the Bad Batch, which we've kind of all agreed. I think that it's gonna she's gonna probably take over from Sid as this sort of you know um, person that they meet up with from time to time. Yeah, sort of thing, or that gives them their missions and tasks and things. Um, I don't have a lot else left to say about this episode, other than I, I, my favorite thing in the episode was the music. Um, Kevin Kiner is the composer, and week after week he is knocking it out of the park with this music. And this episode yeah. in particular, this episode in particular was like he crushed it. Um, there were some themes in there that were very John Williams-esque, um, and not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way, like he was copying him, but just very much invoked feelings of some of the, some of the pieces from like the prequel trilogy and, um, and even earlier, um, that I really enjoyed. So I thought that was really cool. And just the way it kind of elevated the, the drama because there weren't, really a lot of stakes in this episode like i mean we i mean we know there's not going to be any stakes they're going to be fine um like the only time i was concerned was when fee looked like she was going to actually fall um and i did actually think for a second that was going to happen i'm like oh they're actually going to do this okay but you know i forgot what show i was watching for some reason um <laughs> but yeah i i just really liked how the the music really elevated the story and the scenes that were playing out. So hats off to Kevin Kiner. Mm. Um, and then just the animation again, like some of those backgrounds, like just stunning. Like, yeah. I mean, there's, I, I've said it before, but there's just like some certain shots with animation in this show where if you don't see a character on screen, it looks like it's live action. Like to me, like it looks, I don't know. It just looks really good. So, um, yeah. So those are my positives apart from the, yeah, the fact that there was no, no stakes in this episode and we're back to square one again, but that's fine. Um, it's a kid show. It's some Star Wars, Remember Star Wars, that. Star Wars in it. That's occasionally fantastic. See, yeah. epi- see episode three. Um, but yeah, those are, I think, I think that's pretty much all I have to say. Um, Fulia, any comments on the music or final thoughts in general about this one? Yeah, look, I... Like I said, I enjoyed the I enjoyed this episode for what it was, um, even though it's not the greatest of episodes. Um, it was, you know, it was still it was still fun to watch, and I, there were moments. You were mentioning Kendall that when um, when Fee looked like she was gonna fall and stuff, there were moments when they were trying to get that crystal back into its position. That, it, mm. that I had this feeling that she might take off with it. Oh, yeah. Like, it, like when it dropped down the crevice and she had to go down after it, um, and then once she got it, I thought, there is there is that always that chance that she could just find a way out and run and steal the ship. Um, yeah, she, <laughs> she drops the whip and says... See you later, senor. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then gets impaled. Yeah. yeah. Adios, senor. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout out to Alfred Molina. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Playing 
not culturally sensitive person, but that's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was the eighties. Yeah, I, I still there's something about her that I just don't trust. So mm. I was like. She's going to take off with it at some point. And then when they put it back and the crystal just melts away and shuts down the, the, the robot machine thing and they were like, well, I guess we're not getting that one. (laughs) 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 But they can, you know, they can mark it as a, uh, it's not a myth. It's true. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So yeah. Don't mind that. All right, Michael, your final thoughts on, on um, this episode. Yes, I do appreciate this episode because sometimes you need ones that are a bit of fun uh, with this one uh, being a treasure hunting adventure and, and previous ones of being like uh, a pod race, which is not a pod race, but memory berries. <laughs> and mm-hmm. And well as ones that are pretty dark and 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 very thinky with with yeah. uh, with crosshair uh, dealing with being an outcast even with a even in your own sort of regiment and yeah I, I really appreciate this one and it. And yeah, it just looks stunning. The, the music was good, and can't wait for next week. Mm. Mm. Yes, well said. All right. Well, on that note, I think that might be all we have to say about this that's, one. That's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. That's all. She, all she wrote. Yes. All right. Um, those were our thoughts on uh, the Bear Batch season two, episode five, Entombed. Um, Feel free to at us on social media if you disagree with anything we said. Um, or, or, if you, or if you wholeheartedly agree, do the same thing. Or just, yeah, or just stay away like you guys tend to do. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what us. we want to hear. Jeez, Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. We don't, we don't get a lot of interaction. We don't get a lot of interaction, even though we ask for it. But that's okay. It's the nature of the beast. And I'm not being bitter, I swear. It's fine. I'm just here to have a good time and talk nerdy shit with my friends. So it's fine. Don't um, get bitter. Get better. Get better, exactly. Um, you can get rolling. You can get... <laughs> yes. Anyway, so, um, yeah, that's done. Popcorn culture's done. Uh, and that's the show done. Yay. We're out of here. Yeah. We're out of here for another week. Um, so hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, stay tuned for more. And, and that, that was, a was, a was a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you'd like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to youtube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're here right now, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell icon to be notified of all future goodness. And you can also find us over on Twitch with our live streams, twitch.tv forward slash 
Spread the alien Twitch. Yes. Ooh. That's right. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Fulia Cantarmaggio. And I'm me, Marco Lister. Okay. <laughs> yes, and you. You just experienced. I just experienced a podcast. A podcast, podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Yes. Remember to eat Beth. Yes. Freddy lives. Loki dies. The doctor is in. And Steam Labs is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Remember to look after yourself and your mental health. Yes. Thank you for listening and watching. We appreciate you very much. Laters, Gators. Bye bye. And, and, and see. see. see.